0: Hi, everyone. This is Lindsay, one of the hosts of Yield Crime. Just wanted to give you a heads up that since you are listening to an earlier episode of Yield Crime, you may notice that the audio quality isn't the best. It does get better. I promise. If you are willing to stick with it, great. If you'd rather start with better quality audio, I would suggest skipping ahead to episode 19 when we purchased newer, better audio equipment. And on that
1: note, thank you for listening and on with the show obsessed with ufos and extraterrestrials
2: convinced there's a chupacabra in your backyard
1: is your doppelganger ruining your life
0: do you love all things haunting related
1: if you answered yes to any
0: or none of these
1: then these are the mostly sensical slightly drunken ramblings for you question mark i'm emily
0: and i'm joel we're the host of Drink Drunk
2: Dead. Join us,
1: our two cats, Emma and Otto, and our house ghost
2: every week as we have a few drinks, discuss all things paranormal, and and raise
1: raise a a toast toast to to our our ghosts. ghosts.
0: and welcome to Ye Olde Crime, where we discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. I'm your host, Lindsay Valenti, and with me is my sister and co-host, Maddie Sangle. Hello. We also have a special guest this week, Emily, from the Drink Drunk Dead
1: podcast. Hi. Hello. So good to have you here. I'm super excited. So this week... So
0: Emily obviously knows the topic because she she wrote her own story. But we are talking about cults.
1: I haven't gotten to cover any on my show yet, so this is kind of fun. Oh, I'm ready.
0: So do we want to go old school first or do we want to go let our guests go first?
2: I think we should let the guests go first, don't you? Yes, ladies first. I mean, we're pretty boring.
1: All right. So I got a fun fact for you today. Awesome. Awesome. The first ever homicide, as far as we know, occurred about 430,000 years ago to a pre-modern human. So those are the not homo sapiens. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you think like Neanderthals and some of the other. Mm -hmm. Scientists found skull fragments in what's known as the Pit of Bones in northern Spain. Sounds like a great place to vacation. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Let's go see the pit in Spain, honey. I wonder what the ratings were on yelp not great (laughs) it's dark and there's a lot of dead people here they pieced together the fragments of the skull and when they did it they found that it looked like it was fractured twice with a blunt instrument so they believe this was likely a wooden spear or an axe and that is the first ever homicide wow
0: we
2: went old for you I wonder what they did to deserve it.
1: Right. I was just going to say, I wonder what they
2: like said or did. Or if it was like a, oops,
0: well, since you're down.
2: <laughs> I tripped and my axe just fell on them twice. I don't know what happened. It's crazy. Accidental
1: axings happen uh, all the time. They happen all the time. <laughs> hear about them in the news every day. Yeah. Right.
2: At least they were already in the pit. So, you know, you didn't have to move anything. It does anything. make it easy. Yeah. Yeah. You just like You're Do already down there. Just leave them. Like maybe like push them off and roll them off to the side.
1: Do you think they just walk them up to the edge of the pit and they're like, you know, I I haven't liked your attitude this week. <laughs> Gone. They're
2: like, hey, uh, can you can you see how and count how many bodies are in the pit? <laughs> oh sure. they're just like hey do you want to see this really deep hole
0: sure
1: every man ever is yes (laughs) what is down there
0: (laughs) why don't you try peeing on it i'm gonna stand behind you and i'm gonna hit you on the back of the head
1: works every time Mm -hmm. if they can pee on it they will yeah this is true (laughs) i have (laughs) have two boys and it's such a thing (laughs) Oh, I can only imagine with boys. Yeah, I'm sure it's... Oh, God. The number of times that they get mad at each other for crossing streams in the bathroom. Like, if Ghostbusters taught you anything, it's never crossed the streams. Don't do it. It just doesn't end well. So I went with the Heaven's Gate cult at Ooh. your recommendation. I actually looked through... There are loads of paranormal-related cults. Mm-hmm. Some of them were really dark. And then this one's just, it's so quirky and weird that it's mm-hmm. just like, I couldn't resist doing it. Yeah. So my sources were Mysterious Universe, Encyclopedia Britannica, <laughs> History.com, and Wikipedia, because who does not access Wikipedia? If you say that you're not using Wikipedia, you're full of crap. Mm-hmm. You were
0: lying. You were lying, my friend. It's absolute lie. <laughs> the first place you looked was yep. Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> Do you guys know anything about this? Do you I remember do. it? I remember it. I remember it on the news too.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing the comet and then hearing about it later and just being like, what? Like, so confused. Because, of course, I was like, what, like 14 or something at the time? Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't that old. So,
2: do you remember it, Maddie? I don't. I don't remember it, but I, um, Stitcher, I think, did like a mini series on it. Um, they had a podcast miniseries on Heaven's Gate and they interviewed, like, ex-members and all this stuff. I used to listen to it when I was working at the hospital, I think. Which wasn't good, because it's already kind of creepy. At yeah, night. and, and kind of sad. Stuff, and I was like, I live alone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was a super smart idea on my part. Right. Well, I feel like uh they that mini series is probably gonna be a little more detailed than my two page paper here um, absolutely,
2: and that's totally
1: fine, like they did the crazy stuff like i will will never, no. <laughs> I will never do that <laughs> no. <laughs> no that's the there's a certain level of dedication that I just don't have
2: that's that goes into like journalism mm-hmm, territory. yeah. And although we come from a journalist background, we don't partake.
1: No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Well, then let me weave you my slightly above mediocre tale. I'm ready. ready. All right. I'm going to be glancing over here because I have one screen. I'm not fancy like you, Lindsay. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) So Marshall Applewhite, who's also known as Doe, He was known by a whole bunch of names, but Marshall Applewhite was his given name. He used to teach music and he was the chair of the music department at the University of St. Thomas in Houston until 1970 when he left the school. And there were some reports that he'd been caught in a dalliance with a male student. But other reports said that he was just dealing with a nervous breakdown related to a near death experience. Hmm. Or, um. And his father's passing. I know his dad had recently passed and that was pretty hard, but either way, he was done at the university. And apparently that's a big moment because every page was like, you need to know he was no longer with the university. You know what I'm now that I'm thinking about, I think the university really wanted everybody to know that.
2: They're probably like, he was done.
1: He was done in 1970. He was gone. He was not a
0: part of this anymore. We have nothing to do with what happened after that yep. was not
2: us that's a thousand percent what that is <laughs> like, all of, like their, all of their marketing people just uh-huh. every single google search <laughs> that's called crisis
1: marketing you know at some point some journalists went well i heard he taught at your school and they were like no he was done <laughs> right. he wasn't even that good <laughs> He's he just had to use work. the recorders all the time hot cross buns on the recorders all day long in college.
2: <laughs> that's
1: how that's how he wooed the
2: young man. Mhm.
1: The way he played it was that his recorder. Hot
2: cross buns.
1: Oh, see, I thought it was his talents blowing on that big old woodwind instrument. Oh. <laughs> so in 1972, after surviving a heart attack and a for sure near death experience, he meets Nurse Bonnie Nettles. She's a big important person that it is a nurse it's always a nurse
2: that's like a serial killer or like just a really terrible person that like triggered a serial Mm -hmm. killer or like neglected her kid who got killed by a serial
1: (laughs) there are there's a whole series called nurses that kill yep because Mm -hmm. it's such a thing Mm -hmm. they don't kill any well We like to think it's not a thing. They're, they're not actively killing anybody, right? They're passively yeah. or passive aggressively leading people to their dooms. <laughs> so he meets meets Bonnie, and supposedly they really hit it off. Marshall told her that he believed that they'd met in a past life, but Bonnie was, you know, have you ever met a story topper? Yes. Yep bonnie was a story to Hopper. she wasn't she was like no it wasn't a past life i've been told by extraterrestrials that you and i are on some kind of divine mission and we're going to save everybody oh my god and he was like are you fucking serious (laughs) (laughs) he was so about it (laughs) like what my dad died. Now I'm going to save the world. My dad died. I almost died. And then there are extraterrestrials that are just telling me that I'm this God. This is great shit. <laughs> it's all coming together. Things are coming up, Millhouse. I, I, I want to know why the extraterrestrials tell you that you're on a divine mission. Like, how did those two meet? Yeah. What's yeah. their definition of divine? Are they on, like, some secret mission from God? Are they actually angels that look like aliens? What's going on here? so their relationship really bloomed after this it took off right Mm -hmm. they did a whole bunch of research on philosophy theology extraterrestrials at one point they even opened up a christian bookshop i didn't put a whole lot of details in here i just know that they decided that they were so into aliens and god that they had to find a bookshop that would meld the two and so they did it themselves Mm. and it's a divine mission
0: I wonder, did it say what it was called?
1: Yes, and I don't remember. I didn't oh, take God. down notes on the bookshop because it was kind of a blip on most of the pages. It was just, hey, they own this bookshop. It's like an, I a- thought it was like an asterisk or something?
2: Mm-hmm. Scientology's
1: step-cousin, maybe? <laughs> it, dude, it seriously sounds like it. It's like close, but like... There's no, no one Hubbard in science. <laughs> Yet. He worked... He got kicked out or left because he did bad things. Naughty, naughty. Mm And then he met Bonnie and they think there's something special. So they are doing all this research, especially with their bookstore, that leads them to believe that they are prophets of or like these divine messengers. Mm -hmm. And they became convinced that they were the two that are mentioned in the book of Revelation. Do you guys know who the two are? I don't know who they are. I had to look it up. So for those of you who are like me that don't know who the two are or aren't that familiar with the Bible, which I think is probably like 90% of the U.S. these days, they are the two witnesses. Uh, they're two of God's prophets who were seen by a vision of John Patmos. Never okay. heard of them, But they're they're supposed to be these really incredibly powerful beings that are kind of almost like gods in their own right. And importantly... In the Bible, the two are resurrected by God after their deaths at the hands of the beast. Oh, yeah. And then they ascend to heaven on a cloud. So those are some important things that carry over into the beliefs of Marshall and Bonnie as they go down their crazy whirlwind of a cult road. Mm -hmm. Marshall and Bonnie decided that the cloud was actually a spaceship because it's, you know, it's a logical leap. And that God was an alien being. And that's why those extraterrestrials said, you're on a divine mission. Mission. There you go. Also a logical leap. Yes. Right. So taking it even further, Mysterious Universe says that they believed the extraterrestrials would one day come down to Earth to harvest humans. And the only way to avoid this fate was to ascend to heaven, which they called the next level, and become immortal perfect beings so you need to
2: level up basically yeah they do they need to level up it it sounds like a game of mario kart Mm -hmm. especially with like i'm imagining the little toady guy in the cloud like when you die he just Mm -hmm.
1: like you up a very yeah the lakitu Mm
0: -hmm. like lakitu i can't remember what they're called but yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i play a lot of mario kart they're like, <laughs> <about it. laughs> he's got the little fishing hook.
1: Me, I don't think these two were inspired by Mario Kart, but maybe Mario Kart was inspired by them. Maybe fans. You never know. Imagery is similar. I mean, it's got glasses. Maybe one of them has glasses. I maybe don't know. Bonnie had glasses. Oh. I saw pictures of him. I was not digging that deeply into Bonnie. She's really she's there. She's important, but it really is more Marshall's. Mm-hmm. This is his car. He's steering. Yeah, she helps a lot, but he's like the silent partner. Yeah, she she definitely was an important player in the cult for a long, long time. But the end, the end of the cult occurred without her there, and that's so he's the most important player to focus on. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, they've decided that they're really special, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't we all? But. Mm-hmm. Like any good cult leader, they're working really hard to try and convince other people of their truth. But unsurprisingly, no one was really into it for quite a while. They're like, you too? Okay, yep. Come knocking on my door. Thank you. No, thank you. So they met in 1972. It wasn't until 1975 that they started to get any followers.
0: That's a rough three-year patch.
1: (laughs) Especially when you think you're on a mission and nobody's listening to you. Wolf. I mean, what's your line to win people over with that? Hi, I'm ordained by God. <laughs> I will save your soul from the human harvest of the aliens. Would you like to come see my station? That
0: should have been their opening line.
1: Sure, how do you get there? Oh, I, you got to kill yourself, but you know, it's a short trip. It's fun. You're leveling up. <laughs> The 1975, they managed to get 20 people from California and Oregon, and everybody had to abandon their families. They abandoned everything, and they moved out to Colorado. The new followers, they had to leave like your friends, your family, all of your stuff behind because they're basically starting fresh. Marshall and Bonnie were prepping them for this transition to their new life among the extraterrestrials.
2: I think if I remember right, too, one of the things that they did was, yeah, they had to get rid of their possessions, but they also like sold, they would have people like probably sell things and mm-hmm. give them the money or they would like have people give them their money. Like that's how they kept going was new members and their like things like pawning off stuff.
1: Probably for a while. Cause they were very nomadic. Yeah. I know. Come the late eighties and early nineties, they actually did a lot of computer work. Mm -hmm. They were hired out for a lot of web design and not not even web design, but management, um, data management. So they actually, yep, they were they had their fingers in everybody else's computers back in the day.
0: (laughs) That sounds a little dirty. It does. (laughs) Yet they had such a
1: beautiful website
0: before they left. It still exists.
1: (laughs) It still exists. Mm There might still be some of them out there running it. Yeah. So the the new followers were banned from smoking. They couldn't use drugs. They couldn't have sex. They lost all kinds of self-identification because they all had to wear like the same sack like clothes and they were all given the same haircuts. They were given new names that were supposed to be biblical, but they were really weird. I couldn't even say them. So I didn't write them down because they were so <laughs> weird. <laughs> a whole bunch of consonants and then a vowel and then a whole bunch of consonants was the name Mm -hmm. for each person the idea is that there's no sex or gender in heaven so they needed to lose their attachment to those kinds of designations on earth I mean I guess it makes every day really easy it's like being a nun you get up you put on the habit you don't have to look nice Mm -hmm.
0: who's in a judgy when y'all look the same right
1: I feel like we kind of do that now anyway After the quarantine, he's like, forget the makeup. I'm not putting any effort into anything (laughs) anymore. Oh, my God. In 1976, they took their followers to Medicine Bow National Forest. Oh, I'm so dumb. I'm like, I can't remember where that's at. I literally wrote it down. It's in southeast Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting here really racking my brain. (laughs) So they go there to meet the UFO that's supposed to be dropping by sweet Mm -hmm. in wisconsin of course it is (laughs) my god but it didn't occur though the ascension didn't occur the whole thing ends up getting canceled by marshall and bonnie and then they changed tactics a bit so they ended up splitting into these smaller groups called star clusters and they began to lead the group on a nomadic lifestyle moving around the country so after that the The group's numbers waxed and waned. Not surprisingly, when you're living Mm -hmm. in a manic lifestyle, people are not going to put up with it for very long. Especially with all the rules. Yeah, they were hardcore with the rules. At least it wasn't like some of the other creepy ones where the male leader was a little too friendly with everybody. Mm -hmm. It didn't seem like that was the case with this at all. No. Yeah. No, there was no touching. No, they were really anti-sex for everybody including the leaders no no body squares yep (laughs) didn't they all have like assigned tasks and everything too like they were really people were like security people were like
2: cooks and clean cleaners and
0: yeah like they all had their assigned duties messengers
1: I wonder what would be the worst job in a cult I bet they have some weird ass diet, so I would not want to be on bathroom duty yeah who wants to be on bathroom duty anyway no right the bathroom's full of duty the group's membership it so it waxed and waned The mm-hmm. number of people. it did have at its peak it had like 200 members so it really it did grow quite a bit yeah so that was, that there was a weird cold out in washington that had thousands of people out there it was huge
0: oh it's the one in that documentary series you watched. uh-huh wild country wild country yeah mm-hmm. um
1: I can't remember what they were called. They were kooky. They were. They all wore Mm. maroon. So, like I mentioned before, the conditions of living in the group are really, really strict. They're not supposed to have friends within the group. Like, they really needed to be isolated because Marshall was paranoid as fuck that someone was going to try to overthrow him or assassinate him. Can I curse on your show? Yes, you curse curse on my show. Yeah, I'm sure you curse. I'm positive i heard you curse. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Heavens to Betsy, no. <laughs> I have never cursed on this show. I declare. <laughs> that
1: gives me the papers. He's paranoid AF. And it, it probably made it harder for people to maintain interest in the group for long. So that's probably a big part of why the membership was like rolling yeah. with the homies. In nineteen eighty-five, Bonnie died and Marshall became really seriously depressed. He told his followers that her energy was too much to remain on Earth, so she traveled to the next level ahead of them. And then he kind of fucking snapped. He became super jealous that she descended before him. (laughs) <laughs> and she that died of, like that bitch <laughs> she left me here if
2: I remember right too she died like a horrible death she had like eye cancer or something like, yeah didn't she, she like lose mm-hmm. an eye mm-hmm. yeah she
1: had eye cancer but I couldn't tell whether her death was related to the cancer I just know that she had eye cancer like two years before her death and she had a surgery on it that was pretty yep. hard on her I just remember oh, that and
2: then he was mad and it was like damn yep. like, like she lost probably
1: sucks (laughs) god what i think is really interesting is you would assume a male and a female having that kind of connection that there's some kind of sexual aspect Mm -hmm. at least in their relationship there was nothing nope they literally Mm -hmm. were just partners Mm -hmm. that really strongly believed in this they were best buddies like turk and jd kind of best buddies so bonnie dies and he gets really jealous and then he starts referring to her using male pronouns And starts calling her father. I don't know what the importance of this is overall, but it would suggest to me that he almost sets her above himself. It kind of paints him as if like, he's more of a Jesus figure. Okay. I could see that. Right.
0: If he, if he like refers to her as father, Mm -hmm. I would take that as he like, yeah, considers her above him, which would make him, if he's still the
1: Messiah, more of like a Jesus that's a really good way of looking at it i had I had not thought of it that way i I definitely pictured him viewing her as somebody that was the founder of this group, and she's the reason we all came together, and she helped me find my true identity, so she's the father. but I like your interpretation.
2: I, I kind of see it as she, he called her father because of, like, the traumatic loss of his dad's death, too. Oh, yeah. Kind of circle back. Maybe. Maybe. This dude has daddy issues. Seriously. I well, think he just has death issues. Like,
0: just <laughs> can't <death>. process... Daddy death. <laughs> daddy death issues. Just can't process people dying. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody can process death properly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no proper way to deal with death, but... Some people don't process it well at all. So
1: they just start their own cults. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you think there's like a, a how-to guide <laughs> online somewhere for people going through hard times? If you're going through some truly hard times and you need some friends, how to start a cult? Yeah. This is about the time that he changes his mind on how the ascension is going to occur. Because they originally believed that your whole body is going to go up with you. You're going to take your body. Yep. But because she died and her physical body obviously stayed on earth, that kind of put a hole in that theory. Yep. (laughs) Well, shit. Now I got to rethink this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So instead now the bodies are just kind of like shells for the souls. So I guess when they die and they ascend, they get brand spanking new bodies. Yep. Wouldn't that be nice? How do I order one of those? (laughs) How do
0: I replace my meat sack? Because mine's broken.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's part of getting old. By the early 1990s, the group had really, really, really shrunk. They were down to as few as 26 members, so they were pretty small, down from their 200. Marshall had really started to freak out, and this is when he gave... The group the amazing new name of total overcomers anonymous i don't know why they keep it because that's a great name total overcomers anonymous overcoming anything yes we're overcoming the harvest but it gets funny though so this happened in 1993 but what's really really funny about it is at this time they're broadcasting a whole bunch of videos and they're mailing out info about their group Yep, all these new age organizations <laughs> They even spent $30,000 on a full page ad in USA Today. So they're Ooh. definitely not embracing the ease of <laughs> side of their name. You might want to rethink really that one. Yep. USA Today. Wow. Right? I feel like one of them was, somebody suggested to him, how about we call it this? And he goes, Yes. But we need to let everybody know that we changed our name. Mass mailings. Get on it. Mm -hmm. Guerrilla marketing. Mm -hmm. In the mail. (laughs) So the ad that they placed in the USA today, it warned of an impending judgment day. And seeing it, multiple members who'd previously defected freaked out and rejoined the group. Which I think is pretty freaking funny. That's so you sad. Say, you you <laughs> see it like, in oh, USA no. Today. <laughs> this is they're like, oh man. Like, you said this to me in person, but I take it way more seriously when I see it in USA Today.
0: Because now it's in print.
1: Yep. So. It is. It's hard to deny when it's in print. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's why you got to believe everything that's on the internet. It's print right there, man. Mm-hmm. So Marshall kept posting his beliefs everywhere. He he needed to get everybody, but he got really butthurt when people criticized him and his group and their beliefs. Could you
2: imagine if he was alive when Twitter exists, existed?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good. Wouldn't
2: it have oh been incredible? God.
1: Oh, my God. I guarantee Anonymous would have hopped on that right away and been like, oh, you want to call yourself Anonymous here? <laughs> Rip back that veil. Right. Yep. So he got he was really upset about people making fun of the name especially and this is when he decides to change the name yet again to Heaven's Gate which is the one obviously we all know it by. I think he should have just stuck with it. You can't yeah. you can't let the haters get you down man the haters going to hate. Yep. In 1995 he tried and failed to create a compound in New Mexico. And I guess what he did was he went there and he basically had this just a box of a building but didn't have any food or any like no electricity and he goes just make it work yeah, <laughs> I was like what the fuck, dude. so the group ends up relocating to san diego at which point he and several members decided that they would voluntarily undergo surgical castration because they wanted to mm-hmm. suppress all sexual desire mm-hmm. yep. but nobody in the u.s is going to do anything like that so they had to go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And the big reason that they decided that they were going to do this is because they thought that if they didn't, they wouldn't make it to the next level. They're not going to ascend to the next level. No boss level for these guys. Mm-mm.
0: So like, was the thought that you have to be a eunuch in the next level? Kind of. Like you're, like you're genderless in the next yeah, level? Yeah, you're
1: genderless, yes. essentially. Except Gender- so superior. Yeah. Yeah genderless and you you don't have sexual desire so they had to overcome that sexual desire but they couldn't do it themselves because you know everybody's a horny motherfucker who isn't let's be real and like so the only way that they could make that happen was to go and do the castration which you know what that's dedication though i'll give it to them
2: i think if i remember right too like they originally start they tried to do it themselves that's right, and failed. I did and, not read. And that. they went. That's
0: to make- awful. <laughs> yeah, like I think one of the members ended up like dying because like yep. they
2: they tried. They, to do they it. like
0: went to a hotel room or something to do mm-hmm. it because why wouldn't you just do it at a hotel room? And they have
2: ice machines. It's fine. Make <laughs> the maids clean that shit
0: up, man. Yeah, and it didn't work, and they had to go to the hospital, and the guy died. Yep. And then they're like, well, obviously we're not surgeons, <laughs> so maybe we should go somewhere else.
2: Nope. <laughs> yep. One and done, I always say. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops!
1: Vets can do it. Why can't we? <laughs> in 1995, do you guys remember Hale bob The comet? You do. I know you said you did, Lindsay. That's when it was first discovered. It's 1995. I remember that being big news. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because it was it was supposed to be in the sky for several months. Like it was just a slow moving yep. sucker that you could see for ages. Mm-hmm. Upon hearing about it, the group became convinced that there's a UFO behind the comet and that Bonnie is on the ship. And this is where the end truly begins.
0: Bum, bum, bum.
1: Very serious stuff here. By the fall of 1996, the group had rented the infamous mansion in Ran- Rancho Santa Fe, California. Because I can't Ooh. say it. If I try to say it fast, I have to slow it down this is where they really began to kind of prepare for their transition. They Marshall told his followers that Bonnie, Bonnie's waiting for them on the ship and that they're going to get transported to some paradise away from earth. But he warned them that the government is trying to cover up the existence of this UFO and trying to intervene and kind of prevent them from making this next level because government obviously doesn't want us to ever be happy. That's not if we're happy too boring for them absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. it's really not that crazy of a thing to think that there might have been a ufo that the government's covering up because how i mean they've come out this year and said several yeah ufo sightings yeah they actually were investigating so it's mm-hmm. not that crazy of a notion yeah except to think that it's following directly behind this and that bonnie's chilling at it. that that's when you get into the crazy part yeah yeah
0: that's when the where it breaks
2: and is it like new body bonnie or is it like one-eyed bonnie like
1: i don't understand pirate bonnie well no i mean you level up right
0: she got that eye back
1: theoretically maybe she got two she might have three
2: eyes now now she's a baby cute little baby on a comet
1: (laughs) (laughs) marshall gets up there and he's like what (laughs) disappointed
0: your eye grew back.
2: I could tell us too if somebody else became a they be on a spaceship on a comet. Yeah, that's fair. That sounds awesome. That's fair. So, in March
1: 1997, the 39 remaining members of the group I, they isolated themselves from the rest of the world, and that's when they began recording their farewells. Mm-hmm. Which I guess the fair—I didn't listen to any of them because I. I just couldn't bring myself to watch. It's creepy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's really creepy. They're really happy.
1: Yeah. That's what it says is they're really happy and they're just praising their their fearless leader. And mm-hmm. like this, they're just so excited for this next step. And knowing what happens, I could not bring myself to watch that. Because it has to be yeah. for families. Yeah. yeah. And then on March 22nd, the deaths began. So it was really shortly after this. They occurred over a three day period. And I did not remember this from when I was a kid. Mm -mm. But it took, they did it over three days. They had like three groups, I think 15, 15, and nine was Mm -hmm. how it broke up, Mm -hmm. broken up. So every member donned the black Nike sneakers, which we all remember from those pictures. Yeah. And they put on these black uniforms that had these patches on them. And I, I have to admit, I laughed when I saw them. Patch, Heaven's Gate away team.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, and
1: they were like tracksuits too. It's something like. Yep. Oh, that cracked me up. And I was like, at least they have a sense of humor going into it. The Heaven's Gate away team. This is how we're going out. It, it's a Star Trek reference, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think they were like heavily yeah. influenced by Star Trek. Yep. Because they isn't always it? had their like away teams.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> Well, then shouldn't they have been dressed in red? They should have been. Considering what was about to happen? They should have been red shirts. So the way that they did it is they ingested these cocktails of phenobarbital and vodka. Although different, the reports were different. Some said that the phenobarbital was mixed in with like pudding and applesauce and then they chased it down with vodka. Other places seemed to... Suggest that the two were that the phenobarbital and the vodka were mixed together. Either way, it was lethal. Mm-hmm. And then they went and they laid down on their beds and they placed bags over their heads. There were there were two people assigned to do that
2: every time. Place the bags. Mm-hmm. Those were the and last ones the to trod.
1: go.
2: Yep. And like place, move their bodies and stuff too. Like make sure that they were all mm-hmm.
1: set up. Yeah, they cared for the the (laughs) dead for three days. I mean, Mm -hmm. they ended up, uh, they put, like, bags next to the bodies that contained their IDs. And some of them even had, like, a few dollars in them. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I could not find anywhere that explained what the thought behind the few dollars was. If you think that you're ascending.
2: And, like, their pant pockets, you know, sometimes you do that, you find money. Maybe. Or, um, I don't know if you if you read this but like the day before they started like their suicide mission they had a giant dinner at marie Callender's. did that, that's funny no i didn't read that i read yeah. that
1: they had some like celebratory dinner
2: that was like their last meal at marie Callender's, and they all had the same exact thing it was a chicken so pot pie
1: yeah i think so i think it was honestly like a chicken pot pie and like why would you go out on that even death row inmates don't go out
2: on chicken pot pie i know but they that's what they chose maybe the money was like the change from that dinner
0: or maybe they just forgot the tip
2: (laughs) (laughs) well there's a note leave this for the waitress in my calendars (laughs) here's a tip go up in space and tomorrow
1: See, I was just thinking that maybe they had that extra cash. Like, maybe there's a rest stop on the way up to Ascension. You got to stop. Everybody has right. to have money for snacks. Yeah.
2: They all ordered the exact same thing, a waiter recalled to the paper. It was set up before they came in. They all had iced teas to drink, dinner salads beforehand with tomato vinegar dressing, turkey pot pie for the entree, cheesecake with
1: blueberries on top for dessert. That had to have been the weirdest fucking order to receive. You're like, what? Why?
2: I For adults. A dinner salad, a turkey pot pie, and blueberry cheesecake. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. Super specific.
1: You better not have your own taste in anything because you are screwed. If you don't like tomatoes or a top. dairy allergy, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, well, you're, you're going to die the next day anyway. So it's fine. You feel like dying before you die?
1: Yeah, but you know what happens after death. If you have a dairy allergy, that's going to be really bad for the people that stay (laughs) behind. Those poor two people.
2: Gross.
1: (laughs) Three whole days, man. They started out in black clothes, (laughs) but by the time the cops got there, they were all brown. (laughs) Gross. Maybe that's why they chose black.
2: Hey, they did eventually get red for the Star Trek reference.
1: Uh, The Heaven's Gate, the Heaven's Gate away team patch was red. There you go. I know. Cute. The the ones that hadn't ascended to the next level at the beginning, they spent those days sending out the farewells that everybody had recorded and mm-hmm. they tended the bodies. So that was, you know, like Maddie was saying, they'd move them around and they'd mm-hmm. make sure everything like they looked really nice and peaceful. Honestly, when I remember those pictures and I looked at I them again. Too. They looked like a, a decent way to go, not gonna lie. Right. Yeah. Don't do it but it looked like a nice way to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not advocating for this route. No. no. Marshall was a member of the last four to die. So he had three people that, ass- he had three people that assisted him. So I think that they got him kind of like propped up. He was pretty old at this time and he was convinced that he was dying of cancer, which he wasn't.
2: He probably thought he had cancer like Bonnie. Yeah. Because he it- want. He wanted to be a baby. He wanted to emulate her.
1: He was a hardcore hypochondriac. He had some paranoia issues. He always thought he was sick with something and he was fine. Mm -hmm. But uh, so he he was assisted by those three people and then they took their own lives. What's really creepy is that he's found it in this seated position in the bed of the master bedroom, I can just imagine the first person walking through the door and they're like, (laughs) scare the crap out of me. So this was the largest mass suicide to occur since Jonestown, but that claimed over 900 lives. So this doesn't even compare this. I think it might still be the largest mass suicide on us soil. I'm not positive though. Don't quote me on that. I think you're right. I, I do think you're right. I can't. I I feel like that if there had been something bigger, it would have made the news and I would remember it. Yeah. There was an anonymous tip that led to the discovery of the bodies by the police on March 26th of 1997. And I imagine that it was probably actually either some people who had left the group recently that knew what was going to happen, or it was those last few people that were sticking around that called in the anonymous tip before they took their lives. Mm -hmm. But They would have to time that really well because I'm sure that the cops would want to get there fairly quickly. Yeah, just to see if anybody else was alive. Mm -hmm. Now, I remember this next part. Following their deaths, Marshall's final message was just widely broadcast, so everybody got to hear just what Marshall thought was going to happen. It's terrifying.
0: Yeah. He just had it like deranged... Dead look on his face. Yes, he was very weird. He wouldn't blink. Yeah, he didn't blink very much.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Maybe when you elect for castration, and in Mexico, you stop blinking. It's it might be a thing, right? We'd have to get those other. We have to bring them into a room too, so we can just mm-hmm. check them all out. So having this thing on the TV may have inspired more people to commit suicide because there were deaths that actually followed this In the days that followed three more members that had been like they'd left the group. Mm -hmm. They also committed suicide. Yep. And then there's also a 58 year old man who doesn't seem to have any kind of connection with the group from what I could find. And he committed what they called a copycat suicide because he leaves behind this note that reads, I'm going to the spaceship with Hail Bop to be one of those who have gone before me.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. They sound pretty great. I like turkey pot pies. Let's do this.
0: <laughs> I wonder if he did the same thing. He had Marie Calendars before. He was just like, this is very good. Only at home. He's made it in the microwave.
1: Yeah, but you can't get a good blueberry cheesecake anywhere. If he doesn't no. have a Marie Calendars close by, he's disappointed. Yeah, that's true. Oh, oh, oh. So, being me and being a weirdo. (laughs) I'm interested. You have me. So, you would think, everybody's going to think that these guys are total nutter butters, right? Mm -hmm. Extraterrestrials, there is no freaking UFO. You don't have a mission from God, right? So, I looked to see whether there had been any UFO sightings in the U.S. in March of that year. Oh. There were thousands of people that saw the infamous Phoenix lights in March of that year. Whoa. It was shortly before it was March 13th. So they were seen over Arizona, Nevada, and Sonora, Mexico. And like I said, seen by thousands of people, there are loads of accounts of these things, including the governor of Arizona. Wow. So what people saw that night was they saw the two distinct light anomalies depending on where and when they saw them, there was one that was a triangular formation of lights and it was moving. And then there's like this stationary line of lights. That's just kind of like this.
2: Mm. Creepy. It's creepy.
1: Yeah. I thought it was really interesting that there were just such a big UFO sighting. One of the most famous UFO sightings in America happened just days before these mm-hmm. guys said that they were going to go meet the spaceship and they had already had this plan. So it's not like seeing those lights then tip them over the edge. Mm-hmm. They already had made this decision because mm-hmm. they, they learned about hale in 1995, which was a year before these UFO sightings. It's crazy. That's yeah. very interesting. The government has since said that the, the group of lights, at least one of them was flares. But it doesn't make sense because they're stationary. They're just chilling up there. Yeah. And then you have that set that's a triangle that's moving. I mean, I could see maybe the line, but really getting them. Why would you even bother doing that? Yeah. What's the purpose of, I get sending up one flare, but why do you set up a line of flares? What is the purpose of it? Yeah. Why would you do that? Unless you're signaling to something way, way higher in the atmosphere.
0: Yeah. But even still. Why flares?
1: Just send up the bat signal.
0: Yeah.
1: So did they actually ascend? I don't, I don't know. We're never going to know. No. But I know I don't want to join them anytime soon. That's just my personal take on it. No. I don't want to be on any away team. No. What kind of pudding do you think they used? Because I feel like that's an, an important thing. They obviously had such attention to detail. It better not have been tapioca butterscotch
2: i was gonna say it's probably like sugar-free because uh, sugar's a sin like
0: sugar-free <laughs> vanilla or something like that
2: uh, the fat-free fad in the 90s yes i bet it was that like entirely some sort possible. Of fat, fat-free Swiss Miss pudding mix
1: maybe mm-hmm. do you think they like bulk made it or do you think they had those little cups with the I pills? think they had the,
2: if they if they did they had the pudding cups because then how could you make sure that the concentration was right for
1: the yeah I mean if you have a scoop
2: Yeah, but if you're making a batch like maybe mm. one scoop is way more lethal than the other scoop.
1: <laughs> That's <is> true. <laughs> Boy, that guy went awfully quickly. Right. Yeah. We couldn't even get him on the bed. That is the Heaven's Gate cult. Nice. Wow. Good job. Yeah. Mine's going to be kind of boring. I'm interested. Is it the first cult in the U.S.? Yes. This is the first doomsday cult in the United States. Ooh. Are there non-doomsday cults? Well, I yes. guess there are satanic cults, so.
0: Yep. Okay. So I wrote today about Johannes Kelpius and the hermits of the Wissahickon wow hermits? <laughs> they're oh hermits
1: i'm sorry. ready tell me you have to say wissahick in a whole bunch
0: i do and the best thing about my notes is uh it's it's so much german that i had to write everything oh out no. phonetically
2: oh. Oh because no. otherwise i wouldn't be able to say it
1: <laughs> this is going to be gold
0: so information for this was pulled from a 2011 Hidden City article by John the a 2015 Chestnut Hill local article by Kevin DeCiani, a Philadelphia Oddities website, an article on the History Society of Pennsylvania website by David Ahern, an Atlas Obscura article, and Wikipedia, because it's always on Wikipedia.
1: Every time. Mm-hmm. I had to pick something in my home state i did this for you this goes out to you (laughs) wink (laughs) there's so many woods in pennsylvania there's plenty of room for cults yep i'll be interested to hear
0: if you actually know where this one is as we start going through it
1: okay so
0: links to all of these articles will be included in the show notes And as I said previously, there's a lot of German in this. I do not speak German, even though I took two years of it in high school. I remember zero. So if I say something wrong, I apologize. Please don't hate me, Germany.
2: How do you say cubby in German? Correction, cubby. (laughs) Correction, cubby. I'll tell you next week. Okay.
0: So we're going to talk about America's first doomsday cult. Which was led by German immigrant Johannes Kelpius in Pennsylvania. And we're gonna go over the, his history, the forming of the sect, and the downfall. So Johannes was born Johann Kelp in 1667. Dang. Near the town of Schiesburg, Transylvania.
1: <laughs> Wait, Schiesborg? Schiesborg. I wasn't sure if you said Cheeseborg or Schiesborg. Schiesburg. Oh.
0: It could be cheeseboard. I don't know. Right, hey. like cheeseboard. By cheeseboard Transylvania, <laughs> which has <laughs> since been renamed Siasora Romania. So it doesn't even matter. It could be cheeseboard. I don't care. And while he was there, he attended several universities, including Tibbingen, Leipzig, and the University of Altdorf, which was located near Nuremberg. And apparently, because this was a thing, his name was then Latinized to Johannes Kelbius, because that was a custom for scholars at the time.
2: What was it? What? Latinized? Is that what you said? Latinized. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Vlad? Yeah. The impaler. They Latinized
0: his name. Right. So...
2: Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs>
0: yep. Latin. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. And he was also fluent in German, English, Latin, Hebrew, and Greek. So he was a bit of a brown-nosa. Hebrew. Hebrew. That's unexpected. Right? He studied under several professors who held occult leanings. And by the time he was 22, he had received his master's in theology and published several works. And while at university, he'd been drawn to pietism, which was initially formed in reaction to the more formal orthodox Lutheranism. But this term has some heretical, and esoteric Christian ideas. Ooh. So pietism is a movement within the Lutheran faith where members focus on the biblical doctrine and individual piety and living a vigorous Christian
2: life. A vigorous Christian life? How do you become a vigorous
1: Christian? Christian is definitely exhausting.
2: Yeah. So it originated in Germany
0: in the late 17th century and was built on the premise that personal transformation could be made through spiritual rebirth and renewal, individual devotion and piety. So basically this is the principle that like Mennonites and the Amish base their religions off of. Okay. If you want something modern day to like compare pietism to.
2: Okay. So that is pretty vigorous.
0: Yeah. I mean they churn butter every day. Right? <laughs> So Kelpius became a follower of Johann Jacob Zimmerman, who was a mathematician, astronomer, and cleric. Zimmerman led the Chapter of Perfection, a group of Protestant monks who planned to establish a religious colony in America. Because Zimmerman believed that the world was going to end in March of 1694 at, quote, the edge of the wilderness.
1: No, it ends in March 2020 in the U.S. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
2: A little too early there, bro. We never thought the apocalypse would be this slow, but here we are.
0: (laughs) Just took a few centuries. It's fine.
2: Yep. A few years
0: off. So Zimmerman negotiated with William Penn in the province of Pennsylvania to obtain land for him and, quote, the Society of the Woman in the Wilderness. So that's what they were calling their society.
1: It was Society of Perfection before? It was like the Chapter
0: of Perfection. But now they're going based off of the name, the Society of the Woman of the Wilderness.
1: Well, if we're going to talk about perfection, women are so. This is That's true. true. Makes sense. You're not wrong. So shortly before they left, Zimmerman
0: died suddenly in Rotterdam, <laughs> and Kelpius became the group's magister or leader. So in February of 1693, Kelpius and his forty monks boarded the Sarah Maria Hopewell. And once they arrived and disembarked at Bohemia Landing, Maryland on June 23rd, they made their way to Philadelphia and Germantown. They then proceeded to Wissahickon, <laughs> where they established a regular program of meditation and private study near the present day Hermitage Mansion.
1: Do you know what that is, where that is? Well, I know where Hermitage PA is. I don't know if the Hermitage Mansion is in Hermitage PA if this is all still no, near philly then i'm not that familiar with that area okay if they moved west i can tell you sort of okay so
0: kelpius his order became known as the monks of the ridge they have like a million and one names kind of like it's these cults they're always changing yep. names they we, we can never decide on something and just stick with it
2: they gotta be hippie, like crack. prince yep
1: yep
0: The monks of the Ridge, and each year they celebrated the anniversary of their arrival to the New World on St. John's Eve, a.k.a. June 23rd.
1: Isn't that like the summer solstice?
0: Yeah, I think it is. The longest night
1: of the year. Yep. And legend states
0: that Kelpius used to meditate in the stone hut that remains to this day. He decided to lead his order into the wilderness because of the belief that God and nature are one. And they even earned some new members to their group— So Conrad Matahi and Christopher Witt. But the size of their group started to decline in numbers after the end times continued to come and go. And eventually, because it was supposed to happen in 1964, or 1694.
2: (laughs) 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 They were fine then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They were in good shape. (laughs) And it was supposed to come, didn't. supposed to come, didn't. And eventually, Kelpius was driven out of the commune in 1705 and he took refuge with a former member in Germantown until his death of tuberculosis at the age of forty-one in 1708.
2: tb beat out everybody, yeah.
0: And it said that Kelpius was under the delusion that he wouldn't suffer physical death, but be transferred to another plane of existence. And others have said he possessed the famed philosopher's stone.
2: Uh, oh, so he's Harry Potter. Cool.
0: He cool. is Harry cool. Potter which was thrown into the Wissahickon River <laughs> upon his direction by his assistant, Daniel Geisler prior to his death.
2: Well, checks out.
0: So that's Johannes. Now we're going to talk about the settlement and then I'm going to go more into like the cult itself. Okay. So known locally as the Hermits of Wissahickon, the sect set out to create a self-sustaining commune at the base of a secluded ravine with natural spring waters. And this site would later go by the name of Hermit's Glen, because they're all about being hermits. Right. And glens are cute. It's cute. (laughs) Makes it sound cutesy. And over time, they erected a large building for their meetings and also constructed a monastery that perfectly aligned with the cardinal points of the compass, where they would await the arrival of the woman and her baby son, who, according to Revelations 1216, was destined to rule the world. So I find it interesting that we both have revelation references mm-hmm. in our, our cults.
2: Yeah. They always
1: go to that. They,
2: they always do. do revelations. I mean, that is where you
1: have revelations. So. How many other freaking books are in there? Chapters or whatever? Yeah, it's... Uh,
0: the settlement boasted a large meeting house, botanical garden, and orchard. Ooh. And they also studied astronomy.
2: I love that they had a botanical garden.
1: Right? That's Were they nice. looking out for UFOs?
0: Well, it's interesting that you should say that. Oh, no. Because (laughs) they had an observatory, which was included atop the tabernacle, and it is believed to be the first of its kind in America. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. They also built a school for neighborhood children, and they held public worship services and shared their medical knowledge with their neighbors, which included bloodletting, because, of course, Uh, that's always fun. (laughs) Nope. Always works. So music was also a focal point of their worship and most of the sect members were musicians. And one of their members that Dr. Witt that I mentioned earlier is reported to have built the first pipe organ in America at the commune.
2: Dang. They were busy. Yeah. Making all the shit. Right. Wow. Fucking overachievers making all the other cults look bad. Right. We have an observatory and a pipe
0: organ so, the site of the cave where Kelpie, who spent the bulk of his time meditating, still stands, and today he is known as the first Rastafarian master in America. I'm going to go with it. All right, now we're at the doomsday part of it.
2: What does that mean, Rastafarian? Just, I'm getting there. It's my next thing in my notes. It just makes me think of Rastafarian, and I just. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: He's Rastafarian. They're just right. toking it up in the woods.
2: Oh, man. I mean, a lot of boxes would be checked if, if that was the case
1: things would make sense all the candles in the monastery are the colors of the jamaican flag
0: there you go so the rasa Christians, that's how i'm gonna say it which means rose and cross
2: that's boring <laughs> Climactic.
0: rose cross which yeah. means rose cross yeah. are a brotherhood known worldwide that claim to hold secret wisdom dating back to the ancient egyptians they describe themselves as a philosophical fraternal order,
2: not necessarily a religion. So, like the Knights Templar? Kind of, yeah. But like cooler because they're rose cross. Rose cross. Rose cross. Thorns. <laughs> We're going to prick you. I can see the stars <laughs> better than you. We like stars and thorns and shit. So, the followers
0: read scripture, sacred scripture carefully. And they supplemented their Bible study with numerology, astrology, the Hebrew Kabbalah, and the ideas of the mystic Yaakov Bume. Oh, yeah.
1: His stuff is really good. He is so good. It's riveting.
2: When? This was in like the 1600s? No, 1700s now, right? This is still the 1600s.
1: Because he died 1708, right?
0: Yeah. So Bume was a bootmaker by trade who believed that God and nature were the same. And he thought that most people are prisoners to their, quote, lower natures, but can become free from evil with God's grace, which allows them to forsake materialism and spiritual pride.
2: I mean, that would be nice.
0: It would be nice.
2: But, like... He's not an original thinker. How many no. others have come
0: up with that idea? No. He probably stole it from somebody else when he was making his boom. I
2: think he found, he found Jesus' like, speech... His, like, last supper speech and was like, this is good. I should
1: use this at parties.
0: (laughs) I don't need to make boots anymore. Right? I could become a carpenter.
1: Early plagiarism. Yep.
0: So I don't know if you caught on this earlier, but the number 40 was sacred to this group, making it a part of everything they did. They had 40 members, a large communal cabin that measured 40 by 40.
1: Wait, wait what happens when they have a baby though because you yeah. said they had a schoolhouse
0: well they were all monks so it was all men but they made a schoolhouse for the um like the local communities like germantown that was nearby oh, okay um, so they didn't
2: just like kidnap children or something like that I was like, oh, I know, this just got dark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they had a large communal cabin that measured 40 by 40 and even their burial ground in germantown was 40 by 40. So, their late founder, Zimmerman, the one that died right before they got on the boat, he made these elaborate astrological calculations to predict the second coming, okay. which was said to be the year 1694. And when it came and went, Kelpius believed the end to be the year
2: 1700. He just rounded. He just rounded it up. Incorrectly. He's like, well, we'll just <laughs> he he round he it. ran down. He's just like, 1700. Uh, <laughs> we can only go out from here. I mean, this gives me some time to think about it.
0: And he felt this belief to be affirmed by the surge of the Barbados Plague in the summer of 1699.
1: That's where the Rasta came from.
0: There you go. Yep. But again, when the new century came and Jesus didn't, the society's (laughs) members started to doubt that the world was, in fact, going to perish. And the group largely disbanded after Kelpius' death in 1708, and a majority of the members moved to Germantown to become doctors and lawyers.
2: I love how that was the next step. Well, the world isn't ending. I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer.
0: Highly educated. Yeah, these people were, like, super educated. They knew, like, astrology, numerology, like, all this. So leadership fell for a time to a man named Johann Zeeling, but when he left to pursue a life of solitude, because he was like, I've been with all these 39 dudes for a super long time, I need some me time, and he outed, he was like, boom, I'm out. I would too. It fell to a man named Conrad Matai, who I mentioned at the top, and eventually the group began to disband further to become pastors among the settlers in the surrounding areas, because at that point, living as a hermit, it kind of lost its luster. It's fair.
2: People are, people
0: are okay, I guess. Yep. And one of the last documented encounters with members of this cult took place in 1720 when a group of Mennonites approached them for guidance. This is the last little bit. The last surviving member, Christopher Witt, the guy that built the pipe organ, also went on to create the first oil painting in America because he's an overachiever. Yep. And he used Kelpius as his subject and it currently resides in the Historical Society of Pennsylvania. And upon his death in Jan- on January 30th, 1765, the whole of the Hermits of Wissahickon Library that he had amassed was passed on to none other than Benjamin Franklin.
2: Oh, man, of course. <gasps> that creep with his little sex dungeon. Did he put it in his sex dungeon, the painting? No, it's in the Historical <laughs> Society of
0: Pennsylvania. I remember. No, said maybe he He was like stuff
2: and he was like you know what you know where this should go sex dungeon
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's like this guy never got laid in his whole life let's give him a ride for eternity (laughs) give him
0: something to look at i mean it's a pretty creepy painting if you look at it he's got like this like like you know the painting of um jesus but that one woman in spain like really horribly redid and repainted (laughs) his face looks kind of like that
2: Oh, like he's just sitting there and it just like, it's got like a weird maybe smile on it. He invented the oil painting because he couldn't really paint, so he's like <laughs> <neared> him <laughs> He's like, "This is fine. This is working." Swear finger Thanks. paints
0: got it start Well, who knows how old he was by the time he started doing it? He might have just been like, "This looks great." With my super old eyes, right?
1: I got cataracts. <laughs> or maybe I can't fix that really didn't like him. He's like, I'm going to make this sucker ugly forever. Right.
0: He's going to look super weird. So that's uh, the story of the first doomsday cult that never really got off the ground. (laughs) The hermits of
1: Wissahickon. Do you ever wonder why all these doomsday cults get so disappointed that the end doesn't come? Why are you disappointed that the world isn't ending? I know, right? Because it doesn't seem like a lot of them, they're happy with the lives that they live in the cults. Right. Yeah. So why are they so desperate for it to be done and over? They always get so mad. They're like, God dang it. You said the world was going to end today and it didn't. And I don't believe you anymore. Well, thank you for that story. That was an interesting when yeah. I'd never heard of that before. Yeah. Especially my home state. Yep. So we are going to
0: include um, your... Podcast promo in this episode because obviously, oh, right? Would you, you like Would you like to talk a little bit about your
1: podcast since you're actually here? Sure. We, well, we get drunk, and then we tell each other ghost stories. That sounds <laughs> that's really <very, laughs> like that's pretty much it. <laughs> sounds like a perfect perfect
2: afternoon
1: evening. It's a lot of fun. 2 p.m. He's he's getting to the point where he doesn't get spooked by this stuff anymore. It's like, come on, quit being boring. I want to scare the tar out of you. That's the whole goal. The whole reason I started this was to scare him. Yeah. We usually try to cover stories that nobody's heard of before. Mm -hmm. But I felt like you kind of need some of those big name ones every once in a while to just kind of spice it up. People like to hear what they're familiar with, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. We encourage you to give them a listen and we will include a link to their podcast in the show notes.
2: If you don't listen, you're not our friends anymore. All right. So we usually at this
0: point include something, something good. Mm-hmm. Would you like to go first generally with something,
1: something good? Well, we hit almost a thousand downloads for July, which is really exciting. That. That's super cool. that was exciting. Yeah, It took us five months to get 500 and then in like two-month span we got another what 1500 almost that's so yeah. cool. that's really cool That's awesome. so that was happy mm-hmm. my trees are not dead for my there research that's
2: a big thing there you congratulations. go congratulations
1: i know everybody's so excited by my trees being alive
0: well like how many did you have to repot
1: 350 in one
0: day that is in space right now
2: <laughs> she's just like and they didn't die
1: no, they were dying before. I, they're my thesis project for my master's.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And with uh, everything being shut down, I couldn't get out there to take care of them. We couldn't order supplies and they just got really sick. Mm. So we repotted them and they're looking really good. That's awesome. Take that, COVID. Yeah, fuck you, man.
0: You're like the Lorax. You speak for the trees. Yep, yeah, I do. And the trees were like,
2: ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, Emily. It hurts. It sucks. Everything hurts. That's good.
0: How about you, Maddie?
2: Something good. Besides that your birthday is next week. So my good thing is like, I get gifts next week. I don't know. question <laughs> <work>? <laughs> Yeah, let's go with that. Here Free stuff go. is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lindsay? Um...
0: I finally signed up for a haircut and a color. Hey. I get my hair cut, do like a fun little like summery layered bob thingy, and I'm going lavender.
1: Yeah. That'll be fun.
0: Yeah. Okay. I was like, let's do it. I don't have to be in the office. No one has to see me.
1: Mm -mm.
0: Nope. I'm going to be working from home through the end of the year for sure. So,
1: yep. Lavender will be a fun color you Mm -hmm. gonna put any fun like streaks of anything really bright in there i don't know i'll have to ask her what she recommends so yeah i'm excited to do that in a couple
0: weeks i think it's before my birthday nice the day before my birthday
2: Ooh! happy birthday to you happy birthday to me
1: are you gonna have birthday party decorations to match your new do i should you could
0: I should probably plan a party, shouldn't I?
2: <laughs> no, it's hard to think about because, like, social distancing, we've yeah. done it for so long now that it's like, oh no, people want to see me? Like, are you sure? Because what if I'm gross? <laughs>
0: well, my birthday's on a Friday this year. Yeah, yeah, I actually did take it off of work. I was like, like yeah, you did. It's my birthday. Good for you. I'm going to do something fun. <sighs> yeah. You can find us online at yieldcrimepodcast.com and follow us on social media at yieldcrimepod on Twitter and yieldcrimepodcast on Instagram. You can also email us at yeoldcrimepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. only well, if you have nice things to say. We're sensitive. We're delicate flowers. Be nice. <laughs> we are. We're from the Midwest. We're very sensitive. And any stories you'd like to share, like we mentioned last week, it can be anything and everything. We want all of the stories.
1: And have you guys ever had a haunting? Oh,
0: yes. Oh, for sure. Yep. We could we could have a whole episode about it. Yep. We should come talk to you next time and yeah. just tell you a bunch of ghost stories.
2: <laughs> That's true. There's one about like a dead bride in Lindsay's room. Yep. I'm telling you. That was gross. We need to share these.
0: Yes. yes. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please consider giving us a five star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, as it helps us out. And if you really like us, you can also support us at Yield Crime Podcast on Patreon, like Emily is, because she's our first one and she needs more friends over at Yield. Hashtag
2: trampoline2k2021. Project trampoline. And we also have merch.
1: We do. We have merch! It's pretty cool, too. I bought some, some of it. it. I got the Beef Tea t-shirt. I can't wait for it to come in. I know. I am so but excited. Just...
2: What? That's awesome. I know. I'm so excited. Go get some Beef Tea t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made some beef.
0: I made some Beef Tea t-shirts. And we will have a link to our store in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And it is also on our social medias. So you need to look at the beef t-shirt if nothing else. Yeah. Just look at it, you know, just look at it. And if you're like, I want that, then
2: do yourself a favor and buy it. Yeah. Just cry and yell at somebody until they get it for you. <laughs> I want this. That's how, that's how you get things. Mm-hmm. Make a America. Patreon to get a beef. T- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Use your Patreon earnings. To yeah. Buy yourself a yeah. beef tea treat yourself to some beef tea. And as always,